Well, it's another episode here with Wake Up With KC, and today I have a very special guest. I was fascinated when um, I received some information about her, and she talks about rebirthing, and she also shared some experiences that she had in spirituality and a recent novel, Awake, The Legacy of Akara. So I got curious and I reached out to her to say, hey, I would love to have you as a guest on my show. So please welcome Dania Dunbar. Dania! Hey, good to be you, here. You have a fascinating story and I can't wait for you to share it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So what, I mean, I know you're on a mission. You shared that. But what inspired all this? How did this get birth and explain the rebirthing to us. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, I was pretty lost in my life. Uh, you know, ha had always had a little seed spark of wanting to be a writer, but just insecure. Um, like Sue Monk kid, my, one of my favorite authors talks about her, she had a failure of courage before she started writing. And that's where I was just kind of lost and trying to find my, my path, uh, in the world and nothing was working. And, um, at the same time, you know, I had a job and whatever, and I ended up going to camping in Sedona, Arizona in the summer of 1994, um, with my then girlfriend. And, um, we, uh, went to this sacred spot, um, three miles up a dirt road park on the side. I had the instructions from a friend of mine who was at work, this really cool kind of hippie girl. And she's like, you got to get to go do this. We were, I was living in San Francisco at the time. So drove out, went up there, parked, went up to a um, plateau, which was surrounded by uh, spires, red rock spires and formations all around, totally camping by ourselves. Now you can't even go up there and stay, let alone have a fire, which we were campfire totally uh, alone, very different now. Um, it was amazing. And um, we ended up uh, going uh, one day down to town, which in Sedona, you go to the New Age bookstore. Like if you go to Hawaii, you do a luau there, you go to the New Age bookstore and um, did a meditation with a guy who ended up uh, being somebody who uh, wrote a book about ETs in Sedona. And uh, he was doing a normal meditation with us. And at the end, he said, we're calling in a mothership. And Chris and I just looked at each other, you know, to hover over the building. And we just looked at each other. And we're like, what? This is so cool. This is so Sedona. But we didn't really think much of it. But that night we got back to the campsite and um, uh, it, it got dark and uh, looked up in the sky. And we were playing this cool um, music, very, very ethereal, beautiful music. We were just in this really beautiful space. We'd been in nature for three or four days and just like steeped in this presence and um, and this beauty. And uh, I was looking up, you know, just looking up at the stars and all of a sudden one of them, and it was like Scorpio was on the horizon, the constellation Scorpio. And it, and it looked like one of the stars in Scorpio just started to move and it started to swim away from us like this, like an S shape. And for some reason, I think just because I was so connected in that moment, uh, I just said, without even thinking, I said, we see you if you want to speak with us. 
And Chris had seen it too. She turned around and she saw it and she's like, oh my God. And we were like, ah, but something just came out of my mouth. And it was just like, we see you. And immediately it started turning, it turned back and started kind of swimming back toward us, this S shape swimming. And it came and it, uh, we, the campfire was in front of us. We're sitting on lawn chairs and it came and it just uh, was right in front of us. This spinning light of a little bit light orange hue um, that uh, it just looked like light. Um, couldn't see any kind of particular uh, material that it was made of, but it was hovering um, in the distance and, um, but, but large, a large light. And then all of a sudden we see two other smaller lights. And I don't know if they were smaller ships or if they were just further away, but they um, were kind of sentries almost like up here. And then the big one was here. So it, they kind of made this triangle in the sky. And, um, and I was really scared. I mean, I'd, I had met, been meditating for some time because I had chronic illness, uh, chronic illness. And so that's what started me meditating. And it was really a mindfulness kind of thing. Heal your mind so you can heal that kind of meditation. So this was very new for me, but my girlfriend had 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 an experience where she traveled did astral uh, projection one time in her life. It just happened to her. And so I said, they want to talk to you, <laughs> to Chris. And at, on the campsite, there was a medicine wheel. Uh, made, you know, the, the Native American wheel made of ro uh, rocks and ceremonial wheel. And it had been there when, when we got there. Beautiful place. And so she went out to the medicine wheel and laid down in the medicine wheel because that's how she meditated, lying down and, uh, and, and to communicate with them. And immediately when she laid down, like just within really moments, uh, I saw a light go from her body up to the ship and then circle back down. It was like this light that was connecting her to that, to the ship. And I was, I got, I got scared and I said, you be good to her. And I heard a voice, uh, for the first time I heard a voice and it said, it kind of was like, don't worry, we will like with a little bit of a, a, a giggle, almost like a, a smile. Don't worry, we will. And immediately I knew that I recognized the voice. Um, for the previous six months uh, in my meditation, and again, this was all very different for me. This wasn't something that happens, happened to me a lot or still even happens. Uh, I had a being who was coming to me in, and I was like, in my 20s so i was just like i have i was just so overwhelmed like and i told friends like every time i sit to meditate and do my mindfulness there's this being and it's a female being and it just is this feeling of energy and she feels like she's right there and she just there's so much love and she just sits with me while i meditate and i and and we talk some but her, she told me her name was kaya and I knew that that was the being that was talking to me from the ship. And I, and I said, Kaya, is that you? And she said, yes, it is. And later I realized that she had been preparing me that whole time for this encounter because there's no time, there's no linear time. So for her, you know, to go back before this experience was kind of, you know, there, there's no, she's not bound by time. 
So, uh, so it was very comforting for me and I relaxed and I, I no longer was afraid because her energy was so powerful and beautiful every time I'd experienced her and it was again. And so we sat there and I, and, and had this telepathic conversation while, she, while Chris was having her experience on the ship and her energy body it was just amazing. And, um, I asked Kaya, I said, what are, what are you all doing here? Course. And she said, um, that they are, uh, that earth is a really uh, hot spot in the universe that it's like, which way is it going to go? Very um, uh, unsure. It could go, you know, evolve or could we could kill each other off. And, and there's not only them, but other beings who are really interested in what's happening here. And, and not only that, but they're holding as well. She did say they're not going to intervene. Um, that's not what they're uh, about, but, um, but they are holding a light, the light for the planet as they're observing. So, um, and then it was just, we just sat there in a, a lot of, uh, love, you know, and she, cause that was what, her, what, that's what the teaching was. It wasn't even verbal. It was just this incredible love. And, um, and, and especially like loving me, like it was like this very beautiful personal love and, and, uh, and it's so powerful. And so finally I see the light come, uh, you know, go away from the ship and, and Chris stands up and walks back to me and, uh, she, and she tells me her experience on, on the ship and it was profound. She met a male, um, being, who uh, we think was possibly probably in some kind of um, suit so that she could handle being in his presence because he didn't really have features and he had, he had like three fingers um, and, but, uh, but he didn't really have facial features. So we think that, and, and his skin was completely smooth. And so, but he, she had a similar experience of deep loving experience with this being and uh, he was going to take her down if she was in a kind of almost like an observation room, like a small auditorium. And he was taking her down some steps to go to a place that looked like it was like an observation stage and other people, other beings could come in and watch whatever was happening in there. So he was holding her hand and taking her down the steps and she got scared because of like probes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And she, he said, we don't have to go any further. And they just sat on the steps um, and, and just, it was just the two of them. But she said that she felt like if she had continued to go down, that there would have possibly been other beings who would have come in and they would have possibly been observing her and stuff like that. But she got afraid. And so it was just like, no, we, we can just stay here. And they had a similar conversation, you know, but really it was about the connection, the loving so when she got back and told me that, I told her I was in the middle of this experience with Kaya and that I would needed to finish. And obviously I wanted to have that experience that she had. So I went out to the medicine wheel and I sat down in my meditation position, which was, you know, cross legs. And I said, I looked up at the ship and I said, I'm ready to come up. And I heard Kaya almost like, hold on just a moment. It was like, hold on. And, and uh, kind of, uh, I heard, could tell there was a conference going on. Like there was, they were uh, speaking to each other, these beings. I don't know how many were on the ship. And, um, and, and she came back to me and she said, you can't come up. And I said, 
why not? We got to. And she said, you're not ready. It would be way too much for your system to be, to, to do that, to do that. And I was like, okay. Um, I said, well, can you come here? And she said, yes, I can. And I, and I really understood that if I hadn't asked her to come, she wouldn't have come to, to me. But um, so, so immediately I closed my eyes because that's how I'd always, you know, experienced her in the past. I closed my eyes and immediately I felt her presence. And then I realized I could open my eyes and, and, and I could see her. And it, she was in her energy body and she was like um, part of her face. That was actually the right side of her, her face was uh, like a little filament of light so, uh, that, that just was an outline is all I could see because it was dark, you know, and, and she was just her energy body. And uh, but but I could see her and there was she, she had no hair and very long and lean and um, but beautiful. And uh, I could see this part of her shoulder, too. And um and she was so uh, interested and, and present and with me and so excited to be with me. She reached out at one point to touch me because she wanted to hold me. I could tell she just so wanted to hold me. I felt like she was, it was as if I would, I, you know, ran into in the woods, like a, a baby leopard or something. And I'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. You're so beautiful. You're so cute. And she was like that with me. Like she just wanted to touch me. So she reached, put her hand in, uh, right here and it went into my body. And uh, immediately my energy body was like, <laughs> like this. I could not handle her, her hand. She, her frequency was way too high for me to, to be able to tolerate. And so I said, you, you can't touch me. And she, I felt like she was disappointed. She pulled her hand away. And then possibly the coolest thing that happened the whole night was the smoke from the fire, the campfire, wafted over her body and I could see her completely. Just like, you know, if you hold a, a, a flashlight into a, into smoke of right. a campfire, you can see the beam. It, it, the, the, the smoke went over her and I could see her whole, her face and her body. It was so amazing. Cause I could, and I just was like, oh, like just, you know, breathtaking. <clears throat> so um, yeah. So then we just sat there in just like bliss, loving bliss um, in communion for, I don't know how long. And finally I said, I should get back to Chris. I should probably get back to Chris. And she said, yes, you should. And then she was gone. And um, that, and I went back and we just sat there and watched them and they kind of almost put on this show for us. They were just like going all over the place and doing things that are impossible, you know, physics, what you think of as, as macro physics impossible to do going in and out of, you know, existence it seemed. And, um, and till so in like till three o'clock in the morning, we just sat there and watched them. And then we went to bed finally. And, um, the next day, uh, went to this place and journaled the whole thing, like wrote out the whole thing together. And that was when I got that, um, this information came through that I was going to write about these beings. And I was going to write a novel that I was going to write a story, stories about them to, um, talk about the, <clears throat> 
conscious evolution on earth that we can become what they are because they are highly, highly evolved beings. Oh gosh, I'm getting hit. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the rebirthing. Whoa. Yeah. So when I started writing, which was 20, I have other books. I'm award-winning published novelist by Valentine prior because I had to to write, had to become a writer to be able to write about an awakened planet. (laughs) I had to like get my chops going, you know, with my writing and also really um, grow into spiritually the, uh, the, the message that needed to be shared. So, um, so that took 20 years. And finally I was given like, okay, it's time to write this story. It's time to finally write about Kaya. And, uh, what came through was, uh, this, this planet, cause I wanted to make it fun, sci-fi thriller, you know, like, like it's like the Da Vinci code meets, um, uh, ancient aliens meet. <laughs> I love it. Right. It's like, it, that's the feel of the book. It's like very, um, it, it's, it's thriller, it's fast paced. Um, and, uh, you know, page Turner kind of a feel. So uh, the planet Akara is where these beings are from. That was, this is uh, a word that we made up my co-author and I, cause I have a co-author on it as well. She's brilliant. And, um, uh, on Akara, they a thousand years before the novel starts, they experience we were experiencing the ravaging era. Okay, so that's when greed and and environmental disaster and uh, people at odds with each other and conflict and selfishness and all that stuff was was at in uh, you know the ego egoic consciousness was absolutely uh, you know running everything. And it got so bad that finally a group of people called the wise ones left the whole thing, just said done and went into uh, vital zones where, which were some of the only places left on the planet, which were even livable uh, and started having awakenings. And that was the rebirthing coming. So the ravaging era, they were in the ravaging era and then they started to wake up. And when enough of them awakened, it created a critical mass of consciousness that caused a shift on the whole planet. And so that's how it saved them from extinction. So there's like, and that's um, a lot taken from Maharishi Mahesh Yogi who created transcendental meditation. He did um, uh, experiments that of, of monks and people meditating and praying in populations and it changed. Absolute numbers would change for social um, detectors for like crime rates, um, things like that, you know, um, hospitalizations all went down when a certain number of people, percentage of people were in a consciousness of uh, love and, and meditation and prayer. So that's what happens on this planet. Enough people wake up that it creates the rebirthing. And so then it's a thousand years later when the novel starts. And so they're fully into the rebirthing, totally awakened, just like Kaya, the being I met and able to space travel and um, end up coming to earth because uh, there's a time capsule planted in uh, a Mayan pyramid that one of their ancestors during the ravaging era came to earth in a spaceship and and planted a time capsule that's going to destroy the planet 
And so they have to come and, and it's, and it's actually the reason that December 21st, 2012, the reason that the world didn't end is because the Akarans came and found the time capsule and saved, uh, saved the earth. So that's the idea for the novel. Wow. Yeah. I'm like intrigued. Yeah. So it's like at Mayan pyramids, you know, it's like right. this no quest and it's this like finding clues and all that. And it's awakened beings who are coming to earth and not only to save the earth from the, from this mass weapon of mass destruction that their ancestor planted, but also to help us wake up. You know, I think that's, um, you know, the part of why I started this, you know, this podcast is, and now I get to have people on like you on my show to share your experience about this awakening. Um, and there's like a misconception of who we are, you know, and the beliefs and the programs and the emotional energetic traumas that's been going on from the beginning of our creation. Yes. yes. If you look at the history and in science and then the spirituality of how it all is in tangent together, it's mind blowing. And I'm like, why? Like the evidence speaks for itself. Pyramids, you have several, not just the pyramids in Egypt and in Peru, but there's pyramids in Turkey. There's pyramids in Asia. There's all these. And I was like, they knew there had to be somebody very highly evolved to know specifically the diameters, the everything lining up with the solar system, the yeah. stars and the planets. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the whole idea came to me about the Mayan pyramids and, and the time capsule because I was with at a, a Mayan exhibit at a museum in San Diego. And um, a, a, my uh, girlfriend's uh, uncle was there. And he's like this guy from Arkansas, just this totally regular, non-spiritual guy, country guy from Arkansas, right? And we're looking at this stuff and I said, how could they have possibly done this? And he's like, oh, they, it, it, they got help from aliens. Just like it was matter of fact, just like this was this matter of fact, the last person on earth I would have thought to hear that from. And it was right then that I thought, oh my gosh, that's the story, the aliens, because people know this. It's like we know this somehow that this was we were served and helped. And and these, uh, you know, ancient civilizations had some contact. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's it's gone mainstream. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to write about is how the earth was saved. But it was by alien intervention. The alien intervention caused the, the you know, the the possible end of the world. But then alien intervention, evolved alien intervention saves us. So that was exactly when it ha when that came through because yeah, it's like even people, like so many people now believe in alien life as a reality. Well, because I guess it's part of us waking up, but there are some that are, you know, in that religion program. Yeah. There are. I mean, and I'm like looking at them now, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, 
Oh, if you if you really knew what you were reading, you're speaking about aliens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's it's interesting because just like it's like we're we're at all at different levels of consciousness and awakening, different levels of of access. Um, you know, like you channel beings. You know, I don't do that, but there I have other openings, you know, so different people are, you know, at different places on this planet. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't get how they, you know, I'd be like, I'm not looking at that, but you know, that's what happens. It's oh and this was like, I started channeling, I guess in 2014 and at first, I, I felt like I was Native American, like the indigenous, like um, Cherokee, you know, that, those indigenous mm -hmm. yeah. uh, tribes, you know, because from my understanding, I, I have like the Cherokee in my lineage. Yeah. So it just felt natural to me. So I was like, okay, I'm channeling. I wish I knew what they were saying. Mm -hmm. Um. But what hit the spot with me <laughs> that like seemed like a vortex opened up. I was actually with now my current boyfriend. Um, it, I had the most amazing orgasmic, like ecstasy, euphoric orgasmic experience. And something happened. Something took over. And it was like this huge white laser just shot up through me past the ceiling. My eyes are closed. It's dark. <laughs> we had a little candle, but I was seeing electricity and like, it was like lightning and electricity just filling up the whole room around, like coming out of this white laser. And I'm like convulsing. Hmm. And the next one, like we were having sex and then all of a sudden, and then I'm sitting on top of them. I reach that same kind of orgasm and bam, somebody comes in me. I, it's like, I stepped out and it was like a more intense channel that I never experienced before. And when I came to, I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you had a little tantric. Tantric experience there, huh? Yeah. I, the expression on my boyfriend's face was priceless. But he goes, do you have any idea what you said? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it got to the point where it was every time we were, and he was getting like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Like it's right. interfering kind of thing. So I'm like, well, I'll have a powwow with whoever it is because I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know how to deal with this. I just do it, you know? Yeah. But it's been interesting and I know they don't mean harm. Right. Yeah. It's just the veil is, you know, quite lifted these days. And that's why, you know, we are on that cusp of you know uh, either go going into like the rabbit we're in the ravaging era and we're on the cusp of going into rebirthing and so what's really important for us and people who are watching um is 
to to know that to stay in our uh, awareness and knowing because it it can look the appearances can look really freaking intense and scary and even aliens come in and everybody see you know it's the u.s military like talking about it's like the veils are lifting a lot and so to stay grounded in the knowing that um goodness and peace and joy and love are the truth and um and not get too caught in uh appearances you know because it's it's a little freaky right now um that's why i wanted to write um a book that shows what it would look like to be and live in an awakened world and a world in which everybody is understands that they're one there's no other you know you're just a, an other self you know um but not you're not uh, other than me and so that's why um a really the main reason why i wrote the book and why i was guided to write the book which i would love to show you yes oh i cannot wait to get that yeah so this is uh the main character has two eye colors his name is mobius and he's a, a, a young um, Akaran and uh, getting trying to get into the Discovery Corps, their space program at the beginning. So he has two um, eye colors. And um, so, yeah, it's, um, but I wanted to show like what, because if we only are looking at in entertainment um, and in what we read, if we're only looking at the worst possible parts of humanity, which is a lot of what, is being shown these days. I mean, you look at the most popular shows like um, uh, Game of Thrones even, and I know everybody loves it. You can love Game of Thrones, it's fine. But I'm just saying like, if that's what all we're really seeing is the most kind of base, like greed-filled, power-hungry, ego-driven, conflict-oriented, you know, interactions between humanity, um, it's, it really starts to get into our psyche. It, it, it goes into the subconscious, which is like a motherboard that yeah. stores like what you see and what you hear. And there you get this, that same thing. You could read that in the Bible. Yeah. In the Bible, in the news, you know, yeah. and I'm like, everywhere. Oh like how can, you know, you said something earlier of, you know, how you're interpreting the inspiration of what you've already imagined in here, you got the visual of what it can be like here. And it's the same with me. I had a vision and, I, and when I first started the podcast before I went like virtual, because mm -hmm. now I got both, um, I was like, y'all, if you could just for one moment think about you know, this all this negativity, it takes so, so much energy to operate in. Yeah. But if you could take the most pleasant, joyful experience, it didn't, you didn't have to have some like work for that energy. It just instantaneously fills you up. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, if we could all get along and be nice to one another, yeah. it, it will change because we're all energy. We're all connected to everything in this planet. We have seven chakras. 
earth has seven chakras. Hello. Yeah. So if we change our chakras, get our chakras operating in alignment and balance, can you imagine what it would do to this planet earth that we live on? The weather would change for the better. You know, they're all talking about climate change. I'm like, yeah, because of all that hate, the greed, all that negative energy mm -hmm. is it's the earth re reacting to our energy. Yeah. It's cause and effect. That's why I keep like preaching. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. And, and uh, yeah, it's important that we have stories. And my mission is to not only put this story out, but other stories and support other people in their storytelling and their art that is not ego driven because right now Hollywood and the publishing industry are primarily ego, ego driven storytelling. And we have always been storytellers, human beings since like we were cave people, you know, paleolithic times when we could first start to even have language, we started to tell stories and they've always had a mythic place in our cult, in our, uh, race, as well as, um, you know, an aspirational visionary, like, where are we going? What's possible? What's our possibilities here? What is the, what is creation about? And now it's been overtaken and storytelling is, has been hijacked, um, to, to, for, by the ego. And so really I'm, I'm like really trying to spread the message to people to, to, to support conscious storytelling. If you see something on Netflix, that's conscious like there's another there's a, a a tv show out of turkey right now on netflix called another self that's why i said that before another self it's brilliant it's spiritual storytelling it's so good but it's hip and it's cool and it's modern and it's and it's edgy and that's not what i feel like i'm trying to do too you know and um, so if you see conscious storytelling please read it support it Just, you know like so that it's because it starts to convince people uh, in charge um, who have the distribution companies who are who are publishing the big books and have the money and the distribution to get it, it all, all over the world. That if if there's enough sales, if there's enough support, if there's enough money behind it, because that's what you know, that's what they're paying attention to. Uh, then we can start to see more entertainment that isn't isn't scarring our souls. And that yeah, are up in here, but then you know, being an, an emotional, intuitive uh, trans medium that's also highly, highly empathic. Mm -hmm. It's you know, I had to stop watching the horrors because I, I just let it, that I can't stand negative energy. I have to limit my news, like because yeah. I want to be aware. But I'm also, I started like when I meditate. I sort of talk to my higher self and the spirit guide. Sometimes I don't get answers or sometimes a word will come in and whatnot. And I'm like, Hmm. I started watching the Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and the, the elves. I, when they started speaking in that language, mm -hmm. it, I was getting hit. I'm like, what is this about? Now I watched it a long time ago. But I just recently started watching it. And once I heard that language, mm -hmm. I'm, like, that, I'm like, that sounds and feels familiar, but mm -hmm. I can't quite connect the dots. So I got really paying attention and waiting for them to speak that language because I wanted more information. Like, 
what's going on? What's the connection? And why am I getting hit when I hear mm -hmm. them speak in yeah. that language? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Tolkien downloaded an actual language that, you know, um, did that actually exist in those times and whoever the writer was of this book yeah channeled and everyone's like well he got inspired it's all made up language i'm like what if it isn't yeah yeah what? yeah he was he, i mean what a total visionary yeah and that and that's some really powerful uh there's the dark side and all that kind of stuff but you know it, it's there's still, a dark side in everything really but that's the yeah. polarity in the duality that we live in you right. know labeled as good and evil or good and bad yeah 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 i mean it sets up it it sets up kind of a false conflict because honestly there's not really good and bad that's duality and we are non-dual there's only one happening. yeah happening and the not the, the duality is an illusion it's a it's a dream that we're, that we're having to have an experience of duality but um but it's you know that material those is is really powerful storytelling um you know tell me about it i love the mystical and the fairies and the elves no. and dwarves and all yeah. that you i know. know it's really that that's really fun stuff for sure yeah. oh yeah and just the, the the scenery is amazing. I'm like, wow, we could have that here too, you know, if y'all yeah. wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I find find that science fiction and fantasy like that are the are the genres that are really um, talking about and showing some of these um, uh, you know, principles and ideas that we are way more powerful than we think. And there's a lot of mystical things going on that we, you know, that are, we can have access to. That's where we're really seeing, um, like it's called visionary um, uh, storytelling. And, um, you know, that's where we're really seeing the, this vis these visions of what's possible. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing to have some of that. I'm, I've been watching, um, the wheel of time. <clears throat> Did you watch? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think I recognize the wheel of time. Isn't that a new thing that's on, um, is it on Amazon or yeah. it's on it, Amazon and it's, it's where these kids have spiritual gifts. Right. And this one woman, she's redhead. Hello. Um, is protecting them and guiding them to this place. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And it's like in a fantasy, you know, uh, world and really well done. And based on some books, a lot of violence. The first two episodes are like really too much. Oh yeah. Too much violence, but there's some really cool stuff in there. And, and to be able to see like beings have this incredible kind of power. Um, and you know, it's just, it, it, it opens your mind. You know, it just opens the mind of like, oh, there's more possible here, you know? Right. Like to um telepathy, then there's like um airbender and water and you know, like I honestly feel deep down we have that capability of being able to do that. It's energy. Right. Energy turns into matter. Right. Yeah, that's where we're headed for sure. And it's, you know, the the cities, the the um, rishis, the ancient yogis said, talked about these powers. They called them cities. And, um, and you know, the cities are not the point of awakening. The point of awakening is, is oneness and harmony and uh, 
Um, and not just that, but also like on Akara, and I got downloads for years. I was getting downloads of, of, of what this civilization was like. Um, I was getting um, like really powerful downloads about um, unlimited free energy um, as uh, and, and um, like a, a actual technology that I put into the novel. Wait, um, Tesla called Taurus energy. Right. Exactly. And, uh, but it was, it was downloading and there were things about it that I didn't even know had names and stuff. And then I would tell people like, it's this shape like this and it goes like this. And you know, this, this energy source and this one guy who's really advanced being, he told, he said, Oh, that's a Taurus T O R U S. And I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. So that's, they have Taurus technology, which is unlimited free energy. And also um, how they do space travel and quantum healing as well. Um, and so uh, I was getting these downloads for so long. And, and really, this, the, this is where we're going. The cities are part of that. The powers of being able to, um, you know, the, the way that we think space-time works now is so limited. Um, so that's part of it, but it's really oneness consciousness. And, and then the possibility of, of what happens after awakening, it's not just sitting around staring at our navels, being nice to each other. It's like discovery and endless amounts of like creativity and, you know, like cooperation and collaboration and, and, you know, space travel and God knows what, I mean, what could we do if we all actually woke up? So, um, yeah, it's it's just incredible to think about. I want people to think about it more. Like really like hold in in your consciousness what would it be like for us all to be awake? And if that cynical part comes up, that part that's like, oh, uh, like that could never happen. Look at Donald Trump or whatever, then you know, just like, oh, hey, that that's ego. That's ego. Yeah. Like, into this innocence and this this knowing in this place inside that you were as a little child, you know, and that we knew the joyful presence that is with a, just a child before the, all the conditioning. And that's what we really are, you know, mm -hmm. and grow up and have that childlike nature, but then become spiritually mature and awake. Woo. What a combination, like unstoppable, unstoppable. But that innocence is so important. Well, that's why I like, you know, we, they always talk about the inner child needs healing and the inner child needs this from the trauma and, you know, the abuse and whatnot and whatnot. I'm like, you know what? I mean, I actually sat with myself. I'm like, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, things happened to us when we were a kid, you know, when we, we were little and everything. But you know what? Let's do something different. Let's go have fun. Let's. So I bring my inner child out mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, when I get around Christmas time or, you know, Halloween, my inner child comes out. Let's decorate. Let's do this. And, you know, and, you know, when I go on trips and whatnot, I'm like, yeah, I went snorkeling. I snorkeled oh, for yeah. an hour and a half uh -huh. and I felt so like, oh my God, like I got a golden hidden treasure underneath the water mm -hmm. and I just did not want to come out. I just wanted to stay. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was a mermaid. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Home. Yes. All that. And all of that that you said is so like whole, it's like wholeness and, and, and being 
conscious and present. It's not getting drunk off your ass to have fun. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't have to do that. There's a way to do, to, to celebrate life and to be in alignment with your truth and your joy. That is, it comes from a place of love and innocence. And, you know, it's one of those things where this is another thing that there is nobody talking about that almost in, in storytelling. It's all so like, everybody's so cynical. Ah, to death, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, that's you know, it's like, you know and the, the thing about it that you know, I don't know if you realize this, but I came to a realization I'm like, wow, we're even conditioned about what love is. Mm-hmm. See, when I had the, these experiences, even with the channeling and you know, getting the downloads and not even understanding, some of them are like movie screens or pictures that show up in, you know, in my mind's eye and whatnot. But the most amazing euphoric ecstasy, not orgasm, but it's a euphoric orgasmic ecstasy, like where I felt so like high, drunk, stoned, all wrapped up in one, but it came from within. Mm -hmm. And it was just felt so amazing. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but man, this feels amazing. Like more than amazing. You can't even really put it in words. Mm -hmm. But when I came to and, and then, you know, conversations were coming up and it was like, that's love. You are love. It's already in you. And then I had to meet with somebody and they're like, your soul, your energy is so intense. Like it, it's this, it's like love that's so like so big and huge. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm, I'm love. I love that life. I love the earth. I love, you know, animals. I love like being in this love state of frequency, vibration, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's like, what? why doesn't everybody else have this? Like what's wrong? <laughs> like, why don't you feel like this? Yeah. You know? And then I experienced like being in this state, it repels people. Mm-hmm. They it can't can. stand it. Yeah. I'm like, well, sorry. It sucks to be you right now, but I, I'm going to keep on going now, <laughs> you know? It repels people, but it also draws people too. It depends on, you know, it's like different people are ready and, and different people are drawn to um, different levels and vibrations. Just like with Kaya, like I couldn't handle the l- amount of love and, and the light that she was at that time. Like I was just not prepared um, to handle that energetically. And so, and, and as it was, it took me a year of like trying to get grounded to deal with what I, with what I did experience, you know, it was like, really what? a year after Oh yeah. I mean, it was just like my whole world was just turned completely upside down. Cause I was like, this was not part of my reference, you know, in the past. Like I didn't have, I didn't even, I believe there were aliens, but it wasn't something that I thought about. Like I, I had, it had to be like, there has to be life in the universe other than us, just the sheer numbers. You know, I was in that place. It's like just the sheer numbers. There has to be life 
other than humanity in the universe. That's where I was. But like having an encounter and they're here and the, all of that, I was like, oh, that's not part of my, my you know, reality at all. So I was just like completely blown away. And, um, you know, I had to, my whole reality had to shift as far as what was possible. What was my life about? I mean, it changed my life um, because it became about, oh, I'm supposed to be writing. <laughs> I'm supposed to be writing stories and I'm, I'm supposed to eventually write about these beings. And, right. you know, it was the, the this driving force all of a sudden in my life and, you know, and then I started having downloads of, uh, you know, these different technologies and sacred geometry and quantum science and all kinds of stuff that's in the novel um, about this, these beings and what we can be. So where, I mean, I know the book, you, you had an name in it, but did you ever ask Kaya, you know, well, where are you from? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're from the Pleiades. I got the Pleiades. That's pretty much what I, what I oh, got. So Pleiadians. Pleiadians. I think so. Yeah. I think Pleiades. so. Um, yeah. And so in the book, they are from the Pleiades um, constellation, which is, you know, my favorite. I have a Subaru, which is Subaru means ah! the in, in Japanese, you know, it's on purpose. I like, you know, uh, any company that would have that as their logo, the Pleiades. But um, yeah, so uh, I think I think that's where they're from. Um, you know, I didn't get a whole lot of like information, you know, like you're saying when you channel, it's like, you know, you saw from Pleiades connected mm. to Kaya. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yes, very much so. I'm getting like hit. I'm like, yeah. oh, I yeah. feel, it's like I, I want to say I feel her pre presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, she's right here with me. In fact, I, I've kind of got an I uh, recently. Uh, this came to me and it's one of those things that I'm still trying to process and like, ah, am I, I going to like fully believe that? Because but it's it's a because it's just one of those, it's like, I have to process it, but it's like, I, it seems like I've been given guidance that Kaya is me in a, a future, you know, self, you know, it's because like, there is no time. You think it's a future, but it's, right. there's no time. It's a, yeah, but it's also dimensional. You're, we're multidimensional beings too. Yes. Yeah. So you could like being here, it's like, oh, that's my future self. Right. And I'm like curious to find my future self because mm -hmm. I found out that I come from Sirius B. Mm -hmm. A and B. B is more on the uh, aquatic. Yeah. You know, dolphins, mermaids, whales, and all the aquatic animals kind of thing. Yeah. So, and I, I'm like, well, that makes sense because I love being around the water. I love the ocean. I love... Right. You know, but I'm also, you know, an earth sign. So I like being in the mountains too. Mm -hmm. So yep. I can get grounded no matter where. <laughs> yeah. But I'm more drawn to the ocean and the water than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I am deeply drawn to the ocean as well. Um, but yeah. So I think, uh, I think that's what's going on. I think that she's uh, a, a, a traditional being 
you know, that is like somehow I am that too. I mean, we're, it's all one, but in the, you know, in the, the levels of dimension, like this, this life stream, you know, is also living at that dimension as Kaya. And so, um, yeah, that's a, that's wild because she's amazing. Wow. <laughs> You're amazing, girl. Are you kidding? Oh, it's like, oh my God, that's that, you know, that's part of that's what I am. It's like, oh my gosh. I think that's part of why I'm like, I don't know if I accept that. Cause it's just like, is that possible? Even even me, I've had all these visions. I've met her, I've seen the this possibility of us awakening. So but why as, not? Yeah. Well, as a human being, it's like our humanity. You know, we still have like stupid ego stuff like blah 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 I know. You know? I, like i want to channel like uh well i don't want to say it out loud. I'll, I'll email it to you because <laughs> i was thinking about it while i was listening to the you know the elvish or elven language mm -hmm. something hit me and I, and I thought a thought i was like oh i wonder if we could do that I'd be cool. I'll be more than willing to do that, you know, speak in that link because words are very powerful. Yeah, they are. You yeah. know, and we're speaking, we're spelling every day. Yep. With our words. Yeah. It's casting true. out spells, casting out curses based on, our, on the words that we speak. So I'm like, I try to be very careful with, you know, because once you speak it, you can't take it back. Yeah. And it's the stories that we're telling. We're always telling stories. What's the, you know, it's like, okay, this is how, what this happened and this is how it happened. And that's what is going on. And that person is like that. And they, those people are this way. Those, these stories in our mind create our reality. But and, the thing is we're living in the past because we're yeah. repeating it. Yes. And the keep in the judgments and all of that. So that's why it's like, oh, there is the, the human egoic you know thinking it's a mind just like blah 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 and so to see through that and not buy into it because it seems so personal because it's in your head <laughs> but it's all lies it's not true you know the judgments or the fears or the anger or the doubts it's all it's all just lies of the, of the programmed evil. it's all programmed so to see through it and to keep seeing through it and to know that that's not the truth you know even though it's in your own actual head it's just, you know, we're, we're challenged here. Apparently this reality is the most challenging in the universe, you know, or in, in, of any of, because the, because there's such um, polarity, there's such intense polarity. And you know about reincarnation. Oh yeah. So I've been like, I've heard this several times, like when we're in our soul form, we're the most free. But then when we choose to come down and come back into a human, like this is Dr. Wayne Dreyer. I love him. He's my, yes. one of my mentors. He yeah. goes, your ghost, and this is your machine. Right. right. <laughs> simple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's like, okay, I get that. I, I'm a divine, I would say divine spiritual being sexual being in this human being mm -hmm. and that the soul or the ghost is connected to divine source energy that is connected to everything and everyone right and we're just here to experience life yeah yeah so 
I want to make the best of it. I want to explore. It's like adventure and mm -hmm. you know, good things. And that's what I stay focused on. Yeah. Yes, that's great. I mean, that that is the, that's the recipe. You know, that's the recipe to awakening is focusing on and not denying the parts inside of us. Like you said earlier, we're all kind of traumatized, <laughs> you know, at this point by being on this planet, you know, as, uh, at this time and, and through many past lives as well um, at this point. So so to, to have compassion for what we've been through to validate, it's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, it's intense. Um to experience this kind of sense of separation and to be in conflict with others and the dramas and all of that stuff. And then to focus on the truth of who we really are. That is the light, you know, and, um, and that's we're light and love. Duh. Yeah, we're, we're, we're light and love, you know, it's the, it's the love and the law. And so, um, you know, to, to stay focused on that. And that's what I'm trying to do in telling stories about the lights, you know, but cool, hip, fun, edgy, uh, you know, interesting, like entertaining stories. That's because there's so many lanes of, of, of awakening and, and um, how to, how to wake up and be a part of the conscious evolution. A lot of wonderful teachers are talking and writing nonfiction you know, teachings, um, and doing podcasts, these kinds of things. Right. Yeah. And I'm just getting hit. I got a, a message and I'm going to send you to this, um, platform find uniquely you mm. there. It's like minded like you and me and, and there's others, but I feel like you instructor, you can help others be able to learn how to write. Mm-hmm. And whatnot and teach, yeah. you know, basic, you know, conscious writing. Yeah, that, that's what I've done. I've, I've done a lot of uh, coaching and my co-author and I, <clears throat> we are uh, writing coaches and we both have master's degree in spiritual psychology. <gasps> You'd be great for this platform. They're looking for, um, I'm becoming a you instructor. So mm -hmm. I'm going over the history, the truth about our creation in order to help wake up. Like you've got to realize here's the evidence, here's the facts kind of thing. And just be guided that way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it just like came to me. I'm like, oh yeah, she needs to teach people how to conscious write. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm supporting. Absolutely. I want to support other storytellers and getting out conscious storytelling for sure. Because I want to read it. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for every time I turn on the TV, every time I'm, I'm uh, looking for something new to read, I'm looking for conscious spiritual storytelling. You know, oh, there's so little of it. Have you ever read um, Cel the Celestine Prophecy? Oh yeah, <gasps> girl, yeah. I like the audiobook. I'm into this yeah. like listening more than. Oh yeah, we have uh, an, of course our audiobook's fantastic, and people compare our book to the Celestine Prophecy. A lot of people say it's like the Celestine Prophecy meets the Da Vinci Code meets H ancient aliens. That's oh. really kind of like that. Ooh. Where can I get the audiobook? Can I go on my iBooks? I'm uh Yeah, on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, it's it's on Amazon and it's on uh Apple. Um the audiobook is on a Apple. That's where I get my books. I go and search on and I have it on my phone mm -hmm. that way instead of listening to the radio. 
Yes. I'll listen to an audiobook. I got um Energy Speaks from Lee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Conversations with God. Come on. I had him uh him on my show and I was just Straight like, up. wow, God yeah. Revolution. Yeah, he's amazing. Yes, we've we've gotten some amazing testimonials from incredible teachers too. Um, and so, yeah, we, we have people who are really loving the book, um, amazing, amazing spiritual luminaries. Um, and so, and there's a book trailer, a two minute book trailer on the website at awakethenovel.com. And, uh, Dan Schmidt, did you, have you seen the Samadhi movies on YouTube? Samadhi and inner worlds, outer worlds are profound spiritual teachings. These gorgeous- no, can you send me a link? Yeah. He's a huge fan of the book. And, uh, and I got connected with him because he loved the book so much and he created a a book trailer for us. So um, that's really, really fun. I see a movie motion picture movie coming. That's that's the main feedback we get is this should be a movie. And I've written movies. I've written screenplays um, as well. And my, the writing is always very cinematic, you know, so it is, uh, very much like that. But again, it has to be supported because, um, you know, the, the, the powers that be, um, it would be a stretch. It would be a stretch for them to, you know, to, to do this. Now the matrix, you know, those, that, those, that movie was, you know, incredible spiritual teaching. So it's happening. Yes. Yeah. There are some, there are some out there. Avatar is incredible. Avatar is the, Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, you know, it's happening and this would be in that vein, very big hundred million dollar budget. It's, you know, space travel, all this kind of stuff. So if we can get enough people to, to get behind it and, you know, this takes it another, uh, it takes it to even another level than, than those movies. Uh, Cause wow. they're about, it's about an awakened planet. It's an, about an awakened society and that we can be that. So, um, yeah, it's, um, definitely like spiritual storytelling, spiritual fiction. Oh and so Celestine Prophecy is, there's only a few books that fit into the category that really have made it big. Celestine Prophecy and The Alchemist are pretty much the only two books have, that have been breakthrough hits, right? I'm getting hit. Okay. That's my second sign. My second message that I need to listen to the, uh, the alchemist mm-hmm. because i'm i'm connected to it alchemy um oh, dr yeah. Lantinian, he was teaching you know it, the Atlantinians about that and how to transmute mm-hmm. energy yeah so now i'm getting the alphan language and then the the alchemist is coming to me and i'm like okay there's a connection to this i can't quite pinpoint what it is but i'm slowly getting it so there's something to it i know well and the alchemist is on youtube for free and the audiobook yeah it's, it's okay the whole audiobook and our our book is the set uh, the first seven chapters so like an hour and a half is on youtube for free as well uh along with if you look at awake the legacy of akara you can see the book trailer and the the um, audiobook is on there a lot of it for free um, and then there's a, a link to be able to buy it and um, and download it and uh, it, or there's an ebook and there's paperback as well. So um, yeah, so, I'm getting the audio, baby. I can't wait. To- so our narrator is fantastic. 
he absolutely nailed it. We are so happy with him and people love him. So, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm like so proud of you and I'm just so like ecstatic that I get to connect with you. Thank you. And I want to continue this connection and I'm a little envious. Like you got to have this encounter with Kyle (laughs) kind of thing. And I've been waiting. Yeah. Like I so want to connect with like my ET family, whoever they may be. Cause I, I do have questions and sometimes I'm wondering, I'm like, they probably already know that I'm so have many questions and they're not ready for me yet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But come on, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it was a gift. And I have to say, like, you know, it hasn't happened again like that. It was just one of those things that was just grace. And I, you know, I'd love it to happen again. I was completely open. I have seen other ships, you know, flying around and, uh, for sure, other UFOs and, um, you know, unmistakable signs of alien presence, but I haven't ever had that kind of encounter again. Um, and so, yeah. Um, it's, I'm like, give me up, Scotty. I'm ready to meet y'all. Let's go. You know? <laughs> I know, me too. I, I would love to have more, but it's one of those things, just like everything on this, you know, and it, where it's just like, just stay open and grace. Yeah you know grace I, I stargaze at night i'm like hey you know i'm here i'm right, right here just waiting and yeah. i so look forward to meeting you and talking to you and just you know yeah. connecting with you that's what i say you know what are you all doing over there <laughs> you know where are you <laughs> i see a, i have a really funny cartoon that somebody sent me and it's a, a person being a, a ship and then a person being pulled up to the ship like this. Yeah. By this magnetic, you know, thing drawing it up to this ship. And it said, at this point, I'm going to consider my abduction a rescue mission. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, I can totally relate to that. For oh, sure. yeah. I'm like, hello. <laughs> well, Daniel, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And if I know you're going to New Mexico for six months. Yes, I'm going to go down there and write a book for a spiritual teacher who runs a, a retreat center down there, her, her uh, memoir. Um, I'm a ghostwriter, too. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Her story is totally incredible another story that needs to be in the world for sure so. well i would love to have her as a guest oh yeah so you are more than uh please share the, my information if she's interested i would love to have her on the show and you gotta email me if you have another uh encounter while you're over there yes oh yeah mexico is very well known for their encounters they have a whole you know uh a- extraterrestrial museum in uh no way. yes they have an et museum and they are com- the government acknowledges completely that ets are real and that the government has they've seen them and you know i mean they don't they're not like us where it's like well we're just kind of you know going to begrudgingly put out this information because all of our pilots are seeing these things you know but it's like totally accepted you know and happens they there's tons of sightings down there and stuff so yeah I got to be open to it for sure. Cause I, Mexico really has some, and that's, oh, you know, I want to go. 
Yeah, and that's where some of the Mayan ruins are. Like the novel takes place in Guatemala and Mexico. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. I have, yeah, I have a, I have a deep connection to, to it down there. So I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. Well, thank you, awesome. Kim. I really, really appreciate this. I'm just thrilled to have connected with you. And uh, me too. I'm like. Ah. Family member, we're sisters. Right, right. Yes. All right, safe travels. Keep in touch, and I definitely will um, talk to you soon. Thank you. So yeah, much. enjoy the book. Leave us a review. We would love the getting the reviews. You know how that goes. It's like oh, oh yes, media post. Tell your friends. Put on social media. All those things. Got to create some buzz to get this. You know, to to show people what is possible in a fun, fun way. Oh, you definitely, I'll be blasting it all over social media, girlfriend. Thank you, Kimberly. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. Like I tell you guys, you never know who I'm going to have on my show. So you stay tuned for another awesome episode right here with Wake Up With KC. say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money.